0: Anyway, our next guest has run a small business. He has worked as a police officer. He's also, I think, worked as a, a prison officer at some stage as well. He is the Shadow Minister for Police and Criminal Justice Reform. Uh, Brad Batten, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Tom. How are you going? Well, I'm good. So, this idea about increasing the age of criminal responsibility seemed to begin with the Greens and outspread into the Labor Party, which means it almost certainly will become law. Firstly, in your experience, and you've had real-world experience here, do you think 12- and 13-year-olds do actually know right from wrong?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. 12- and 13-year-olds do know what they're doing right and wrong. But the debate that they're having right now, I'm not anti the debate. I think there's a positive out of this. Um, When we see young people coming into the justice system for minor offences, there's got to be a process that we can surround them with services to ensure that we don't continue to see those um, offences happen. Whether that's support for family, mental health, getting them into education, sure. or preparing them for work.
0: But, but I mean, but let's say you get a kid who becomes um, an habitual offender. You know, they and they start committing violent crimes. You know, age twelve, thirteen. Like, let's say a thirteen-year-old under these reforms goes and stabs someone. I mean, that they they won't be found guilty of anything at all, will they?
1: No, and that, that's a concern for us. You've always got to have... We believe in any, any change anyway, there's got to be a carve-out. So there's specific offences, sexual offences and violent crime that should be carved out. You do know the difference. And I, and I think I've said this before plenty of times publicly. A person who goes into a milk bar and steals something's an idiot, but if they come through your house with a baseball bat, they know the difference between right and wrong. A 10-year-old to 14-year-old knows when they walk in your house with a baseball bat, they're doing wrong.
0: Now, now, what about, there's some evidence up in Sydney that drug dealers use uh, younger kids to transport drugs for them because they know that the police won't go after them. Is there a risk here that if we raise the age uh, from 10 to 14 of uh, criminal responsibility, that, you know, 12 and 13-year-old kids will become, you know, drug couriers or, I don't know, they'll be the ones out stealing things or breaking into people's houses because they'll be doing it on behalf of, you know, older gangsters, like almost like, like Fagan and Oliver Twist?
1: Yeah, there's always that risk, Tom, and I think there's been some evidence of that around the world, but there's also places that have successfully not changed the age of responsibility, but changed the way they deal with these young kids, so then when they can can deal with them, if there's older ones putting them in those positions, how do they then intervene, separate, and have charges for the person that's making the kid do something? That's also part of it as well.
0: Okay, so you say that as a member of the Liberal Party, you're you're willing to have the debate, but do do the Liberals have, or does the opposition have a, a firm position on this?
1: Our firm position has been set for a long period of time. The most important thing on this is not about raising the age. It's about putting the services in place to prevent crime and to ensure that community safety is our primary concern and outcome. Other states have done it. Other countries like states in Texas have done it. Cheshire in London have done it. They've made changes to ensure that young people who are at highest risk get the supports they need and reduce crime. That's the outcome, but not by raising the age.
0: And don't don't courts already have a fair bit of flexibility with young offenders? Like at the moment, if an 11 year old does something that they can choose whether to put them through the youth justice system or you know, maybe give them a second chance?
1: Yeah, Tom, at the moment it's very difficult for a pretty young person in jail and the court system is set up. So they will try and intervene first and divert, and we're all about diversion and making kids job ready or returning them to school. But the system at the moment, because they go through that system so many times before they do get into jail, our question is why isn't there in the interventions earlier on to stop them continuing to go into court? That's the biggest thing you need to but, see but, change but, the justice system.
0: Okay, but what, what sort of intervention are you thinking of? I mean, what's something that could turn you know an habitual young offender into a model citizen?
1: Yeah, well, 50% of kids, at least the minimum of in the justice system at the moment, have mental health issues. So our mental health system is broken. So if we could actually intervene with them and give them better support for mental health, um, programs that used to be run by the Victoria Police operation, new start taking kids entering the justice system first or second time, where they work with police, education department, and, and a lot of the time through TAFS etc. To try and get them experience and into work identifying the kids who need the have the highest risk, mum's in jail, dad's a drug dealer, all those things where you can intervene a lot earlier and start to work one-on-one with them. That means it also supports not just them, the kids that are around them. And if we can change the way they're behaving, get them involved in work, legitimate work or education, or as I said, that mental health support, that's the way we're gonna reduce crime. We're never gonna get rid of all of it, but if the kids that are entering the system at the highest risk, we can start putting those services around them, we will actually see a reduction in crime, less need for them to go to jail, therefore less opportunities to change these laws.
0: All right, thank you for your time. Brad Batten there, Shadow Minister for Police and Criminal Justice Reform. So no doubt he'll be involved in the discussions behind the scenes with the government, even though he's a member of the opposition, but I just feel if Labor and the Greens really want to do this and say, you know, Anybody under the age of 14, doesn't matter what you do, you know, you can't be charged with a criminal offence. You, you know, you can be a 13-year-old with a gun and you go and shoot someone dead and that's it, you let off scot-free. Um, if Labor and the Greens really want to go down this path, it will be hard to stop them.